Hello, and welcome to the future of work, implementing a hybrid working model. My name is Steven Huerta, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Workify, an all-in-one employee feedback platform. Today is the second of four fireside chats that so will examine the topic that's a huge area of focus right now, returning to office. Over the last month, we've spent a lot of time working with our clients on analyzing data, exploring how employees feel about this topic. And today we have a great guest that I have a ton of respect for um, that's led his organization through this very difficult process of determining what the future of work looks like for his business. Um, his company has 180 employees that uh, sit across 13 locations, six states and three countries. Uh, I'll introduce him shortly. But first, let's take a quick look at our discussion topics. As you know, if you've joined previous webinars, I like to set a little bit of context around the discussion. Um, and in our first episode, we looked at some of the numbers in terms of the U.S. economy. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but the reality is that the U.S. economy has reopened for business. And the deeper that we get into this process of determining what business as usual will look like, we continue to be confronted with spikes in COVID-19 in certain states, uh, a growing view that we're going to have another phase of this in the fall. And this is all complicated, uh, the effort to establish a firm plan. Uh, on the flip side, employees remain concerned about uh, their safety. And our data continues to support that two-thirds of American workers feel uncomfortable about returning to the office. And more than 50% don't expect to return to the office before the fall. And this has actually been pushed out. Uh, earlier it was August, and now we're seeing that 50% uh, don't expect to be uh, in, in the office until the fall. So the question is, how do you plan a return to work strategy when your employee feedback is pointing to a desire for a hybrid model, which means from, from our perspective, part remote and part office, uh, that takes into consideration employee fears and concerns? And today we're going to look at exactly how you can address this question head on, how you can use data to inform the decisions your leadership team is making, how you can include your employees in this process. The key theme for today is inclusion. How can you include your employees in the conversation and still do what's right for your business? Quick reminder, my colleague CJ will be monitoring our chat line. So please remember to send your questions to us uh, throughout the conversation. Uh, again, we're going to try to spend 40 minutes on the discussion and open up the final 20 minutes for a Q&A dialogue. So please do hit us up with your questions. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest for today. Joining us for this second fireside chat is Marsh Lebanon, president and CEO of Intera. Prior to becoming CEO in 2008, Marsh served at various levels of the organization. And since assuming the role of CEO, he's grown the business 7x. He's done that through organic growth and three acquisitions that he has integrated into the strong culture at Intera, um, as well as expanding greatly the service lines that Intera is, is in. And I'll let him explain that given the technical nature of their business. So today we have a leader that I am, admire. I have a ton of respect for Marsh. Um, in full disclosure, Marsh and Intera are a client of Workify. Um, and I've had the great fortune to, to present at two year-end uh, manager offsites for, for Marsh and his team. And his commitment to his shareholders and employees becomes totally clear when you meet his people. Whether it's the leadership team, junior managers, or individual contributors, they all have positive things to say about Marsh. 
And from my perspective, it comes down to his approach uh, as, as a leader and how he runs his business. So I'm thrilled to have him here today to share how he's worked through these truly unprecedented times. Welcome, Marsh. How have you been? Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And just a correction. Just a correction, please. I obviously, uh, I have a great team that I work with, so I wasn't the uh, leading all the growth. I, I, I hire well. Let me just put leave it at that, okay? Great point. And, uh, thank you for having us, though. Appreciate thank you it. for being here. Can uh, Before we jump into the discussion, I thought it would be helpful. I, I, I noticeably skipped the technical description of your company. Okay. You guys do some really interesting work, but I won't do it justice. So can you just give us a, a quick overview of, of your business? You bet, yeah. Terra is a 45-year-old engineering and consulting company. Uh, the best way to describe us is that we are a geoscience and engineering firm. Uh, in today's vernacular, you would say that we're a data analytics company. So we develop and apply data analytics for problems related to water supply, environmental uh, cleanup. In fact, we're involved in the largest cleanup on the globe right now, which is in Washington state. Uh, and we work on projects you know, from Australia to Kazakhstan. So it's really focused on helping our clients through our data analytics manage risks that they face uh, with either environmental or water supply or infrastructure decisions. Fascinating. It really is fascinating work. I wish we had more time to, to get into some of the details. Um, you, you, I said, I mentioned earlier the tremendous growth that the company's gone through uh, under your leadership and the hard work of the team. Um, what, over that period of time, what's been the closest situation you've seen to what we're experiencing with, with COVID-19? That's a great question. You know, I was thinking about this. Um, from the travel restriction, of course, when we have to go back to 9-11, uh, that was, you know, it, it essentially shut travel down for a long time. But from an economic perspective, of course, the financial crisis in, in 2008, where the economy, of course, was, was suffered greatly for a number of years, those two uh, events, I think, have helped us um, navigate some of the potential and, well, the uncertainties that we see in front of us. Um, but I know we're going to talk more about how, you know, back in, in 2001, we didn't have Zoom. So uh, today, I think we're, the business community is much more equipped to respond and pivot to these kinds of situations. Yeah, agreed. It's been, uh, it's been pretty phenomenal working and hearing the stories from, from all of our clients in terms of how they've been able to, to overcome some of the obstacles. And, and you're right, we are going to talk a lot about this, and I, I really can't wait to get into the details. Should we go ahead and jump into the conversation? Absolutely, sir. All right, let's Absolutely. do it. Thank you. Let's do it. Well, we, 